All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are hearing this. I know you're listening to the podcast where you were, where we got to jump in. We got Q Storm. He is here and he has seen the movie. He hadn't seen it at the time. Well, I don't know if he had seen it at the time we were recording the other review, but I wanted to make sure we include him into this as well. And I have actually, uh, I'm fresh off of seeing the movie a second time. I actually saw it last night and my views may have changed slightly. Uh-oh. So wanted to get into it. Uh, man, Q, how you doing? Working like a dog, but uh, I'm doing good. Okay. Well, let's just get this thing popping, man. So the Batman, what'd you think? <clears throat> how much time we got? <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> All right. I-, I was thinking about this review, and I'm doing a video review, which I'm trying to get posted up if I find some time. But <clears throat> this movie, as of this morning, I saw it last Friday, Friday night. And, and I had a certain feeling about it Friday night. This morning, I came to the conclusion that this movie, for me, plays like, I'm reacting to it like a, a Prince album. Hmm. On first listen, you're like, eh, yeah, okay. But then the shit stays in your head, and you think, you, you find yourself breaking it down mentally a week later. And that's what this movie is doing with me. Uh, woke up this morning and a lot of shit was coming to my head about thinking about the themes of the movie. And that's a good thing. Um, when I first saw the film, I thought overall it was really good. Not perfect, but really good. The things I liked about it was I liked Robert Pattinson as the Batman. He came across effective. Now, nothing's going to be better than that warehouse scene in BVS. That's the that's the benchmark for every Batman that wants to put on the suit. And Pattinson wasn't that, but he was still a threatening force. Um, he I, I, he had the best jawline for the hood. Uh, he looked good in the suit. I liked his the cowl that he wore, it seemed like it fit him better than any other Batman. I, I thought Christian Bale, who's still dope. I thought his hood looked, it made him look like a lollipop. The hair was too big. I thought Ben Affleck, I didn't like the fact that his ears were so short, looked like a pussycat and the suit was too padded out. Uh, Michael Keaton, his, his costume was so, I mean, we're talking about 1989 through the nineties. His costume was so rudimentary, he had to turn his whole upper body to fight, to turn his head. He couldn't, he couldn't just turn his head. That always bothered me. Um, but this suit was one of the better suits, and he looked good in it. Uh, that was, uh, And I loved how he portrayed Batman. Uh, he, was, he was threatening. He was menacing. The first time we see him on screen, we hardly get any dialogue from him for the first 20 minutes. And while it comes off almost as autistic, it made him even more of a of a of a dark threat. Um, so I loved that, and that that's part of the that's that's a major part of the weight of the film. Do I buy the guy's Batman? By the same token, his Bruce Wayne was garbage, absolute garbage. And I've been back and forth with some of the folks on Discord. 
talking about what I didn't like about his Bruce Wayne was there was no distinction between Bruce Wayne and Batman. And to me, that's what makes the character interesting. I use this word over and over again, duality. I didn't get any of that. To me, Batman is like almost like on a par with the Incredible Hulk. Bruce Banner is one alt is is the ego. The Hulk is the alter ego. When the alter ego is set free, there uh, hell will there hell is uh, is afoot. But when he goes back to the ego, he's in control. He tries to be a normal human being. That's what I like about Batman. I didn't get that. That's what I like about Superman to a certain degree. I didn't get any of that. This Bruce Wayne just looked like a someone you would not want to be around. So I didn't like that about uh, his his portrayal of the character. Um, I can go into detail, but uh, I'll let you hop in at this point. Well, I, I've done my initial review, so you go ahead. Well, we already spoiled it by this point. Oh, okay. Um, I think all the performances were great. Uh, the one character, and, I, and again, I said all the performances were great, but... Even though she did a fine job, I'd say the least, and I'm seeing other reviews where they say that this character was one of the standouts. I'm not going to, I don't agree. I'm talking about uh, Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle. She was a standout for me. Well, that doesn't surprise me. She was a standout for most people. Um, I thought she acted the part sufficiently, but to me, Catwoman needs to have that aura of sex. And I didn't think she had that. Nah. Wow. Okay. I thought she oozed that. I mean, she was, she's fine. But the other issue for me is that she didn't have the bill that I see in a cat woman. And what do I mean by that? To me, Mm -hmm. and I put this in my review, man to woman, woman to man, cat woman stands toe to toe with Batman. Mm Mm-mm. Cat, well, in my opinion, to me, Catwoman, I'm not talking about battle and all that. I'm talking about will. Not necessarily fighting skills, but will. And to me, you need to have an actress who looks Batman right in his eyes, standing right on that even playing ground, physically and mentally. And part of that is embodied for me in the physicality where Batman, where Catwoman looks. Uh, Batman right in his eyes. And in this film, Zoe next to him just looks like, looks like a little girl. It, it, the dynamic just didn't work for me. She acted the part fine. I thought she could have little, been a little bit more sexual with it. That's that, that's Catwoman for me. I didn't get that. And physically, I just didn't think she matched up to either Anne Hathaway or Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, or uh, was uh, Julie Newmar or Arthur Kitt? So for me, she was again. She was good. Don't get me wrong, but she was the weakest link. I thought everyone else was fantastic. Um, I'm a comic book purist for the most part. So as me saying how good this movie was. It didn't really bother me all that much how they portrayed the Riddler. I wish they would have done something. He looked more like a militia dude. He looked like one of those January 6th rioter dudes. 
that has that whole remember militia. that point because I want to I want to talk about that later. Okay, all right. Um, but yeah, I, I you know I didn't really. Here's how I saw the whole movie. It, to me, the whole movie was like the show Reacher on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you've been watching that. I see a little but bit. Ima- but imagine if Reacher just happened to have on a costume, and it's the same. It's the same beats almost. And I was fine with that. So that means I was able to overcome the Riddler not wearing the green suit with the question marks on it, which was stupid to begin with. I never really liked the Riddler character uh, because he just... Same with the Penguin. I never really liked either of those characters because they just seemed so cartoonish. Uh, But here, they did work. Even though they weren't portrayed like I'm used to seeing them, I think they worked. I wish the Penguin had gotten more screen time. I think Colin Farrell killed it. He reminded me of Robert De Niro. I thought he was great. Uh, your, your man, uh, what's my man? Jeffrey Wright. He's good in everything he does, so we can move on from that. He was great. No no uh, issue of the race swaps? I've given up that fight a long time ago. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I've given that fight up a long time. It's not worth it anymore. <laughs> Interesting. All right. I mean, and I, I think I've come to the notion that, you know, it's it's the characters that, to me, are the more, I mean, Commissioner Gordon is an established character, but I, I'm not, I, I'd have a problem if, if there's a black Batman. Give me another character who fights alongside Batman that's black and as badass as he is, then I'm good. Um, but yeah, I love, I, like I say, I love the, I love the, the kind of realistic grittiness of it. I love the story. It was more detective neo-noir and we see a more of a detective Batman uh, the one scene, there was one scene that just had me had me rolling, and you see it in the trailer. It's where uh, Batman is chasing the penguin. The penguin rolls his car, and uh, you see Batman's boots walking towards the penguin. And camera cuts to a shot of the penguin looking like, "Oh shit, I done fucked up." And in the trailer, it, it cuts out before you see what Batman does before he gets to the car. You think he's going to whoop Penguin's ass? The only thing that happens in the film is the camera is 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 like from the Penguin's perspective. And you the camera is looking outside of the car window as though the camera is the Penguin. And all Batman does is he just leans down and looks like you say, I see you, motherfucker. You, you know what that was to me? That was that? that was that meme that we see in discord from the, the jailhouse. Uh, you know what I'm talking flip. about? The head flip. The, yeah. <laughs> Peekaboo motherfucker. I got you now. Say that shit. Say that shit now. What? That had me. That was brilliant. I love that. We don't know what happened. <laughs> he should have said they would have had it. It would have, I would have died if he'd have, when he bent down like that, he said, you know, you don't fucked up, right? <laughs> you know, you don't fucked up. <laughs> You know you fucked up. <laughs> um, I was gonna make a. I was gonna make another point. Um, I mean, yeah, this movie is still is still staying in my mind. So that that's a positive thing for me. Uh, it, uh, that's a positive thing to me. Where, where um, would you put this in terms of all the other Batman movies? I knew you were gonna ask me that. Damn. Um, that's hard to say, man. I I would say I would put it up there. I think. There could have been some if they had given me a Bruce Wayne who didn't look like Spider-Man three Tobey Maguire 
walking down the street with his emo haircut. If they had given me a a, a more, uh, I'll say manly Bruce Wayne who doesn't look like a kid. And that's another thing. One of the issues I had with, uh, one of the fears I had with Robert Pattinson was that he looked too young. So when he's in the Batman costume, you don't see that. You don't see his youth. But when he's Bruce Wayne, they, that haircut they gave him did not help. He looked like something from uh, from the 90s grunge scene. I hated that. And he acted like he was really on the spectrum. Do you? Uh, can I, I just ask you a question? Let me cut you Sure, yeah. In terms of, you mentioned the, eight, the 90s grunge scene look. Is that a look that you don't like in general or something? No, it's not that I don't like it. I don't like it for Bruce Wayne. Okay, interesting. Uh, like, I remember the woman, was it the woman, the black woman who's running for mayor or something? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> who, I, I, on a side note, I thought that, I, I kind of laughed too <laughs> when <laughs> Commissioner Gordon's like, man, we got to vacate you out of the building. No, I'm staying. Man, we got to get you out. It's not that. I, they can't do anything to me or whatever. She, then she goes out, I'm here to tell you, nah. <laughs> <laughs> lay your ass down. <laughs> We're gonna get into that. <laughs> I know, yeah, Cons- conspiracy brother. <laughs> oh, conspiracy brothers. Wait, go ahead though. It's your show. <laughs> um, I just thought that was funny. Um, the other thing I really didn't like about the film, the only other thing off the top of my head I can think about is I didn't like the look of it. Really. And this is the same guy who did Dune, which I loved. This huh? movie, it's like... You're talking about the cinematography? Yeah, cinematography. It was too muddy brilliant, and too dark. Brilliant, Nah, some of the some of the shots even looked out of focus to me. Where did you... Well, go ahead. I'll let you finish your take. There was one shot that I found rather striking. It's the one where uh, after the city... You've spoiled this already, right? Yeah, we've already spoiled it. Okay. It's the one after uh, the sit the city has been flooded. Actually, that's the second thing I didn't, kind of didn't like about the movie. After the city has been flooded, Batman is um, trying to get people out of the. Uh, he he lights a flare mm-hmm. and it makes the whole scene red. Brilliant. And then he's pulling people out, and overhead the camera's looking down. And to me, it, it made me think of. I'm not a really I'm not a religious person, but it reminded me of Moses. Mm-hmm. Leading the people through the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a shot that, and then uh, uh, everything during the car chase, I thought that looked great. Everything else was like, can we just increase the luminance just a little bit? Damn. The hallway scene that we see in the trailer, I, I'm positive, I'm almost positive that they they turned up the black levels on that so you could see it. Because that looked badass. When I saw it on the screen, I couldn't see shit. You could only see it was only lit by the muzzle fire. I, uh, I, I when I originally on Discord when I first first saw the movie, I talked about the black levels, and now I come to find out that was an issue with the screen I saw it on, not the movie itself. But go ahead. Well, and it was direct. Like I said, it was, it was shot by the same guy that shot Dune. Which I thought was amazing. That's one of the main reasons I liked liked that film. Mm -hmm. So I was very disappointed with how this film looked. The other thing that just came to my head that I didn't really like was that the Riddler was on his Joker. The things he was doing, 
struck me as something that the Joker would be doing. And they didn't, it's like they didn't want to do the Joker again. So they did, the, they got the Riddler, but they just made him another Joker. You, what do you, 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 you see what I'm saying? Uh, I see what you're saying. I have a different viewpoint on it, but I hear what you're saying. Because the, the, the traps that he put people in mm-hmm. and the way he was laughing like the Joker and <clears throat> it just struck me. He was using the Joker's M.O., not the Riddler's M.O. Um, and then there's that cameo at the end. I was like, oh, come on. Really? Really? I didn't think that was necessary. Talk about the Joker? Yeah. Okay. So overall, not, what's your bring bring it home for us? What, what do you? So I do my ratings by by steering wheels. Mm-hmm. So out of five steering, you know, I I do instead of stars, I do steering wheels. But what's the connection to steering wheels? Because it's cute. Because my reviews are Q's mobile reviews while I'm driving. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got damn, you. you don't be. Oh, damn, you don't be. Wa- I didn't catch the mobile part. I, I got okay. Got you. Go ahead. So out of five wheels, I give it three and a half. Okay. Cool, cool. Well, just to touch on some of the things you you mentioned, uh, one I wanted to go to the look of the film. That was one of the things. So the first time I saw this movie, I went and saw it on IMAX, and I don't know if you're scraping up grits or something, but it's kind of loud. Uh, I've seen it on IMAX the first time, and it was not a good experience. One, yeah, it was a big screen, but it was a big screen full of washed out colors. Uh, it's a dark movie in general shot that way but when the screen isn't set up right or the projector I don't know calibrated or just faded it just all blended together it's just black on the screen so a lot of it was hard to see what was going on Uh, and it's that's confusing to me because one looking at the trailers you know watching the trailers on on my TV or on the phone or computer and generally watching like the 4k trailers this movie looks fantastic I'm like Whoa, we're in for a treat uh, visually because the colors are vibrant. That red, the blacks, the, you know, the costume black versus the back, you know, just all of that stuff. It looked fantastic on the trailers. So when I saw it on here, I was like, God, they don't even give a damn here at this theater. <laughs> like they just showing this movie and it looks trash. And that was part of when I originally saw it. I was kind of like, eh, it kind of was not happening for me a lot. So I went, so the second time I went to go see this movie, I went to see it on a at the Adobe Cinema experience, whatever. And that's the one where the screen is, you know, supposedly more calibrated. They don't call it Dolby Vision. And I don't know if, if you're familiar with Dolby Vision. They don't call it that, but it sort of has that kind of look. So, the you know, uh, they show a comparison before the movie starts where they show like a regular black screen versus the Dolby black screen. And then like the colors are more vibrant and uh, radiant, richer. And so that was a huge difference watching the movie on that screen. And of course, you know, the Dolby, the sound system is ridiculous and the you know, seats are rumbling and whatnot. So I saw the movie a lot closer to the representation that when I look at the trailer on my TV, would it look like there? And so I was, and I could see a lot more of the details in the picture, uh, what's going on in the backgrounds and being able to separate black uh, Batman's character because he's a very dark suit versus the black stuff behind him and I could see and same with Catwoman because he's got black on as well so I was able to see this way better than that IMAX 
the scene you mentioned with when he pulls out the flare and you see that red and there's a lot of uh, stuff like in the clubs, stuff, that shit jumps off the screen. I was like, whoa, okay. So on one hand, this move, what this movie also did, and then I saw there's a, um, a letter that Matt Reeves wrote, posted online where he wrote a letter, I guess, to the movie theaters out there asking them to make sure that their uh, projectors or whatever are up to par and are calibrated correctly and you know do your maintenance on it because this movie is not going to look good without that. And this is one of those movies that definitely shows one of the issues I have with going to the movies nowadays is that they don't really give a damn uh, in terms of the presentation of the movie, in terms of the quality of the picture. Uh, and, the, and, you know, people say, well, you got to go to the seat on the big screen because that's how the how it was filmed or whatever. First of all, you don't really know that. But let's just say that's true. What, what the director didn't do, though, is want to film this movie and have it on the biggest screen possible and it looked like shit. Right. That's why they have color grading and cinematography and all this other shit. So if the theaters aren't really showing it the way that it was intended, you're just seeing a big giant screen of blah. And on a movie that's like this, it's going to be very apparent. So I have a very different view of the movie seeing it the second time. It's still not 4K crispy that I love. And, you know, when I'm watching at home and and I'll save that for when that bad boy comes out, either a on HBO Max because they'll show it in 4K there or when the disc comes out. I can't wait for that disc to come out. It's going to be ridiculous. Go ahead. I think. When, when you say 4K crispiness, I think you're talking more about the uh, frame rate, not the resolution. No, I'm talking about the, the resolution. Because a lot of movies aren't filmed. Uh, you know, I know what you're talking about. There's still movies that are filmed on film that are in uh-huh. 4K. And you can see a lot more of the detail. You can see the pores. You can see the, the textures of the outfits. That's why I say if you watch a superhero movie in 4K, you really get to see those costumes. You, know, you can really see the, the glare and all this kind of stuff. And for a movie like this with a lot of black levels, to be able to see that costume and you can see the water on the costume because it's raining a lot. That was one thing that jumps out at me when I watch uh, Batman v Superman. When Batman's on the rooftop with Jim Gordon and when he's on the rooftop with the Superman battle, I didn't catch it the first time, but you really get to see he's wet and there's water on him. And to see that water on the metallic of his suit, it's, it's fascinating. You know, it's like, wow, that's a level of detail you just don't get to see at the theater because they just, you know, they're not showing it like that. Um, so that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the details, I'm talking about the black levels. I'm talking about that HDR and that color, you know, that just jumps out of the screen. Like when you see fire, it's just like, it looks real. But, well, I mean, go ahead. Clearly, the DP and Matt Reeves got together and said they want this film to look dark. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Matt Reeves has also been, you know, when Warner Brothers would put the trailers out, they would just put them on their YouTube page and they'd be at 1080. But Matt Reeves was posting the 4K versions on Vimo because <laughs> that's how he wants you to see the movie. Right. And those look totally different than the trailers that most people saw. And that's what I was watching. So I was like, I see what he wants you to see. Obviously, he knows that most people are, you know, not, may not see it that way, but that's his vision. That's what I'm saying. So for me, as a cinephile dude, yeah, I want to see it exactly like he made it because I can tell he gets color and, you know, all that stuff. You can look at it. 
It's made to be seen a certain way. That's why it's shown dark like that. He wants those colors and shit to pop out at you when you see them. But by by the same token, <clears throat> it's ridiculous for him to think that every movie theater is going to take the time to calibrate their, whether they should or not, calibrate their projectors right. to his specifications. They probably got that letter said, what? Oh, I would imagine they, they do that with all movies. They, that's what I'm saying. That's my issue with theater. That's why I, I prefer to watch them at home because I want to see the real picture. This would be like to me like, yeah, I bought this album and I'm listening to it on this crappy system. Well, yeah, I'm sure most radio stations, wherever, they don't give a fuck. They're just going to play it loud and it's all blown out. But I like to hear music the way it was made. So to me, it makes it different. You know, there's people that it, it does matter to. I give him props for actually just making the effort. You know, it's the same with James Cameron, right? He was like, you know, he has a little more juice in the game, so he was able to, not obviously he forced theaters to, to upgrade 3D, but obviously he made that happen, right, for Avatar and, and the movies going after it. And so, you know, I think, I don't want to get lost on it, but I think for theaters, that's really the only thing they have left because all, of, all the other things they're going to do is just continue to raise the prices on you, but they're not actually raising the quality of what we're watching the actual product, right? They can make the screen big, but again, it's just a big screen of bullshit. That doesn't, why would you want to pay for that, right? When you can watch it at home and it looks way better. So, Well, I don't want to get off into that argument. I mean, I, I would prefer to see a movie, and I, I've said on Discord, you know, I can see why people stay home, but sometimes, you, particularly after a pandemic, you want to get the fuck out. Oh, right, I, I agree wanna, with you. There's no argument, I'm just saying but when we want to get out and watch a good movie, we don't want to watch crap, right? I want to go out to restaurants, but I don't want to go out to restaurants and the, the food is whack, right? Because I can make that at home if it's not going to be good. I'm not going to pay for shit. The same with this. If the product is for sale, you want the product to be right. And, and if you love movies, I don't know why you wouldn't want it to be right. Um, but then to go uh, on to... I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say... Uh, to, uh I'm trying to remember the movie. I'm going to take my son to see it. But there's two scenes. Well, I gave you one shot that stood out for me. But two scenes that really were like, okay, this is the shit. <laughs> uh, well, no, three. The car chase scene. Fantastic. Which, which um, like I said on Discord, anytime you see, a, you get a car chase scene where the cars are going against the flow of traffic, you, you need to think to live and die in L.A. because they pioneered that. And they did it very well here. Uh, the scene where <laughs> my man Batman, they got him in the in the uh, in the precinct. It's a gang of cops up in there, and Batman's still ready to get it popping. <laughs> Remember that scene? Yeah, that was dope. He was like, "Yo, we we doing this? All right, who's first? Step on up." And Commissioner, like, man, sh man, you don't sit your ass down. <laughs> Every cop on the squad is here, and then Batman's like, "Yeah, you're right." So, then mm -hmm. Commissioner, Go he's not commit; he's lieutenant, right? At that point, at this point, yeah. Uh, Gordon's like, "All right, listen, I'm gonna give you the key. Punch me in the jaw, and and uh, get out of here." And then Batman takes uh, one look at those cops going to come at him. He's like, "Oh shit! Let me, let me get the fuck out of here. What am I thinking?" <laughs> And when he's running down the hallways, it was it was just seeing Batman run away from a threat, looking like, oh, shit, <laughs> I got to get the fuck out of here. That was I've never seen that before. And I, I love that scene. 
Um, and there, so there's that scene where we see a little bit of fear in Batman's face. That made him human to me. That made him not a total psychopath. He knows when to get the fuck out of a, a get out of a situation. And in the other scene, it it's, it comes. This other scene comes straight from No Country for Old Men, and from The Dark Knight, where the Riddler, where we see him unmasked as Paul Dano, has got Batman on the hook. He's just sitting there playing cat and mouse with Batman. Batman. First Batman sitting there on the other side of the window while while Riddler's behind bars, or whatever. And Batman's giving him a side eye. He's like, Batman's saying, You ain't gonna get me. You're not getting in my head. No, nah, I mean, fuck you. You're not getting in my and then but Riddler keeps going, and eventually Batman's like, What did you do? What did you do? And just watching Paul Dano, who is a beast, break him down where he's trying to be cool but ends up screaming his ass off. I just thought that was brilliant. That was Anton Sugar from No Country for Old Men. And it's the same, and it kind of stole a little bit from Dark Knight, but it worked here as well, because, I mean, Paul Dano was, you know, <laughs> you can't fuck with him. I just, I love that scene, too. All right, all right. Yeah, man, I mean, um, so yeah, I was talking about in terms of the, the, the quality of, of the picture, uh, this is one of those movies that definitely brings into question how you you see it. Uh, I think too this movie also, you know, in terms of comic book movies, this is um, I don't know if I would say it breaks new ground per se, but I think it um, definitely pushes the envelope a little bit in terms of it borrow to me it borrows from the comic booky type of side of book of, of movies but it also borrows from the more realistic sort of take uh you know like your nolan i would use, i would also throw logan a little bit into that conversation a little bit as well and i think it merges both of them very well like to me it's still comic book enough it's actually i no, i would say this it's actually the probably the most superhero screen time you've ever seen you know correct me if i'm wrong but He's in the suit majority of the time, which is which is against the grain of a comic book movie, which is funny enough to say. Like they usually would give you a balance between them being, you know, the other non hero or or, you know, they always had that the mask off. But these in the cops, I don't think I can't remember. Did they do that in this movie where he takes the cowl off a lot and he's in the suit? I mean, he's on maybe only once. I don't brief, I don't remember him taking I don't. I only remember him off the top of my head in three scenes as Bruce Wayne. Right. But there was, was there one where he had the suit on, but he takes the helmet part off? I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't think. The, I, the only reason I asked that because they're, they're selling an action figure that way. And so I was wondering, like, was that in the movie? But most movies, you're definitely going to get them out of the suit or they're like halfway. You know, they want to establish that this is that actor and so he can show his face. I love that they don't give a fuck about none of that here. This is just pure. This is a, this is why I would say this is probably the most comic book of all movies because most of the time in the comic books, those books aren't really focused on the most part. They're not focused on the character being outside of the costume. That's my opinion. So I love mm-hmm. that they did that here and they did it in a way where it was smart. You know, it wasn't just all kicking ass 
mindless extravaganza action all the time, but it was, no, he's doing work. They're doing detective shit or talking, but he's, he's that character, which I thought was pushing the envelope because you don't normally get that in a comic book movie for whatever reasons they decide that they don't want to show us the, in the suit all the time. So I love that they was able to pull that off in a thinking type of a movie. Uh, I also like uh, when we did see him as Bruce Wayne, right after he got out of the suit, they acknowledge in this film for the first time that he wears eye Go ahead and turn that phone off. <laughs> Say what? We hear your phone buzzing, brother. I couldn't hear. I have headphones on. I couldn't hear. Well, we hear. Well, damn, my bad. Shit. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I um, I like the fact that this film is the first one to acknowledge that he wears eye makeup under the mask. Okay. Because we see we see the eye makeup running out. It looks very. Ever since Heath Ledger's Joker, it looks. Whenever you see that, it kind of has a Heath Ledgerish Joker appeal. And it reminds fine. me of the crow, actually. That's where it reminds me. Yeah, that's, that's I mean. everyone's saying that too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. Um, but it it, it does it does reiterate it does emphasize again that Bruce Wayne is got trauma too because he looks like mm-hmm. like you said the crow. I I compared it to Heath Ledger's Joker, but it it, it just doesn't. It looks it looks un unsettling to see him like that, and just the fact that it looks unsettling gives us more visual uh, uh more visual identification that the character Bruce Wayne and or Batman is unsettled. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um by the way, um in in one of the early scenes there's a scene where um uh these 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 hoodlums are on a subway train and they attack an Asian guy. Mm-hmm. Are they wearing Joker makeup? You know, that's when I initially saw the trailer last year when they showed that. That's what I thought. But I, I don't know. It's they don't really go into what they're what they're referencing. But to me, I would think that as a filmmaker, when he makes that, he's got to know that's what we're going to think. So I, I don't know if that's an intentional. I assume it is an intentional thing to show that. But I don't the know the answer I, to it. The reason I ask that is because sitting through this movie, first of all, I thought after the Nolan trilogy, DC was moving towards more brightness. And, you know, I know he had Zack Snyder's BVS and all that. But I thought we had closed the chapter on Dark Batman after Nolan. This one seemed like it picks right up where where Nolan left off and doubles down on it. Um, So with that thought, I'm saying to myself, now, is this supposed to be the same universe that Superman lives in or... Uh, in the Justice League, or is this? When I saw those guys in the subway, I was wondering: Is this the the universe that the Joaquin Phoenix's Joker lives in? Because I think at the what end of they've the Joker, said that we, it's not affiliated with any of the previous movies of anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now you know, I, you know, I, to, I, I get what you're saying. I, to me, I'd see it as like this is the influence of the Joker's success. <laughs> Where it's like, we're just going to let you do what you want to do. And if you want to do dark, gritty, go for it. doesn't matter. You know, we're not trying to be Marvel or whatever. That. Just do your thing. That's how I saw it. Because they, and they, and they, they said, well, look, it worked for the Joker. So let them do what they want to do. 
Well, see, and that's the thing. I think, me personally, I, this is a gamble, I think. But DC, no matter what I think about it, they've managed to carve a niche for themselves where they can they they did the Joker and that was a huge success and that was R rated, right? I think it was, yeah. I don't know why they didn't make this R rated then, but um, because they're not going to try to sell toys off this joint. <laughs> I don't think. I, I mean, I could well, be wrong. Actually, you are very wrong because okay, I bought a few right. and, okay, and the stores okay. are shot stocked. <laughs> I mean, who's taking their kids? Well, it's PG-13. Anyway, okay. Right. Um, I, I could see DC taking a totally different approach where they do it like graphic novels do it. You know, maybe the next time you do a Batman movie, throw someone else in the suit and, and put it in another whole universe and do it like it doesn't. You know what I'm saying? They did right. the Joker that way. They did Batman that way. Like, according to what you just said, it doesn't live in any universe. That might be their niche. And I can tell you what, that would get me going back to say, okay, what are we going to get this time? I think that's kind of was always their thing. But, you know, when you're in an industry dominated by a certain thing that's done a certain way, people's expectations is they kind of want to see you sort of follow that. And that's what they think people are success. But I think, you know, the way the same way Marvel sticks to what they do and they have a niche for it. Uh, to me, I think Warner Brothers. I would, I would, I would throw Warner Brothers itself into that. I think they've always been known to be sort of the artist-driven, do what you do type movies, and I think they've just had they they were doing that earlier with their superhero movies. But again, when the marketplace was looking for a certain type, they're gonna stand out and maybe not stand out in a good way and seen as too dark or whatever. You know, it's not seen as like Marvel. So they were getting pushback because to me, a lot of the shit that I see in this or I see in Joker, there's no far off, no different than what I saw in Zach's movies. But, you know, some of the things he got crucified for, which I understand why, because at the time his movies came out, this is the dominating force. You're totally against that. And I just think enough time has happened now where people are more it may be some fatigue of these types of movies. People are willing to say, you know what? This shit is good. It's good. You know, because I think one thing you're not really seeing, I haven't seen a lot with this movie, is all of that. Oh, well, they like Marvel. I don't hear people. They just, I just hear people just saying, hey, this was some fucking good movie. This was some good shit. Not trying to compare it to this or that or vice versa. I mean, uh, to me, this is no different than any other graphic novel interpretation of Batman. They were always wildly different. You had, you know, and I mentioned this in the other version uh, that people have already heard this. You know, go all the way back to Adam West till today. <laughs> Batman has been represented in wildly different forms and probably always will be. You know, for one person will say, that's not my Batman. Well, somebody said, was your Batman Adam West or was your Batman Christopher Bell or was it uh, George Clooney? All of these Batmans had some sort of success and were all Batmans at one point. So yeah, there's, that's the whole point of the character. It, it's up to the artist's or the writer's way he wants to present that Batman. I'm sure, you know, when Frank Miller came out with The Dark Knight, I'm sure that was not a lot of people's Batman at the time. You know, that was ultra dark and brooding. It just is still influential till today. But I mean, that's not the Batman either. So I just think that if you look at the movies that way, these movies should be able to exist the same way the comics do. You know, it's wildly different interpretations of these characters. All right, so here's a question. 
which Batman was the more brutal? Was it Christian Bale, uh, Robert Pattinson, or Ben Affleck? You said brutal? Yes. Uh, well, and for me, it's no question Ben Affleck. It, specifically, Batman v Superman, Batman. Because he was killing people. See, I don't know. setting them up to be killed. <laughs> He was, well, knowingly, he, was he was knowingly branding people knowing they was on going to prison and getting shanked and killed. <laughs> like he was hardcore. I was gonna say, but again, it's apple to okay, oranges yo, because the mindset of him is totally different than these other Batman. Uh I was, uh, yeah, you, you make a good point. So I I'm talking about in the in the heat of battle. Like I was trying to determine see now you're moving the goalposts, but go ahead. No, I I said you're right. So let me. I'm, I'm trying to refine what I mean. Go, go, go. I just accept that and go ahead. Accept it and go ahead. Point score. Yes, we are accepted and go forward. All right. Um, I'm talking about like in the hand-to-hand combat. Who was a better I thinking, fighter? I think Ben Affleck was kind of brutal because he was shanking. He was spearing motherfuckers and. Yanking them with crates and stuff, right across the warehouse and all that. Mm-hmm. But then once they once they stayed down, he 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 eased up on them. But this I would Batman, still say Ben because Ben was knowingly breaking niggas' arms and snapping them apart and shit. But 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 check it out, this Batman, he would knock you down, then he would hop on top of you and just start wailing away at you. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't killing nobody, and he wasn't trying to break your bodily parts. You don't think so? Well, they don't show him doing that. I don't don't think he killed anybody in this movie. Was it in the... Well, it's not just about killing people. That doesn't mean... That doesn't make you more brutal, I don't think. There was one scene where where he... um, He throws a guy down. The guy's clearly down. Mm -hmm. Then he pauses, then jumps on him and starts... Spat! Pat! Pat! pat. I'm like, damn, you got him. Damn. (laughs) Did you catch that one thing? I don't know if people are talking about this. It was at the end... Uh, where he goes to save Catwoman because that the uh, Riddler guy was gonna shoot her or something, and he jacks he uh, jams that syringe into his arm or his leg or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. some kind of green liquid, and then he just goes into a fucking rage. Yeah. I'm curious to see what that was. Like. It couldn't have just been adrenaline because it just it, it obviously showed that it was green, and he just jams it in and goes nuts. And they don't mention they don't say nothing about it. I almost wondering, is that some like the Bane shit? Is that, a, is that like a nod to like, we're going to see that he was pumping some kind of drug and that, that's the same type of drug Bane would use to get yoked out and crazy or something? Because he obviously was down for the count and he, I was like, I was like, oh, he's not on that Sherm. He was, he was jacked on that real shit and nigga went loked out. He was like, yo, relax. <laughs> I was like, when did they, when is Batman injecting drugs? Like what message are they sending? <laughs> I don't know. I just I just saw that as the quintessential scene from Pulp Fiction, that it was just adrenaline that he he shot himself in the leg, didn't he? Whatever he shot himself, if you notice, it already had an indication that that fit whatever that thing was in his hand to go there. Like that's he didn't just blindly jam it somewhere. He jabbed it in a specific thing that it fit into. That's why I was like, that's something else was going on there, and I I applauded them that they don't explain it. But it was a hell of a sort of a thing that, that maybe is going to touch on another movie or something. Yeah, actually, now that you mention it, I, I did think that was kind of bullshit because we don't know what it is. Right. I mean, you could pull anything out of your ass. And- That's what I'm saying. Like, it must mean something because otherwise that be it would be some bullshit. Like, 
Really? Just at, at, oh, at the right moment, he's just going to pull out a syringe and just jam it in and go nuts. Like, what the fuck is going on here? So I, that's why I was like, there's a lot of interesting shit going on in this movie. Uh, I don't know if anyone else had, had noticed that or I was like, OK. The first time I most I saw the movie, I didn't even pick up on that. Like, I didn't even think about what he was doing because I really couldn't see the shit. But then I saw I was like, huh. <laughs> That would fit. That was like whatever he just put in there, it fit in there. It locked in there. And he said, shh. And I said, I didn't, he was he got he was on that good shit. It didn't really bother me that much, but it was like, uh, okay. To me, you know, it, there are a couple of movie moments in some great movies that I'll be like, Yeah, that was kind of bullshit, but okay. Uh wear the suit, homie. That's fine. The other one uh E. T. When E. T. just wakes up after he's pronounced dead. I'm like, huh? Mm. Okay, it's Spielberg. I'll go with it. <laughs> um, it let let me give you. Hold on. Let me give you. So the second time I watched this movie, and I will, I'll admit this, this movie was so long. Yes, sir. <laughs> I fell asleep both times I saw it, but in different places. <laughs> <laughs> you need to stay off that stuff, Mike. <laughs> I stay out of something. Um, well, I seen them both times. I seen them in the end, you know, later in the day after I've worked a full day. So I was just like done. But one of the things that actually now jumps out at me at this movie, and this is let me be clear, this is Conspiracy Brother. And I actually seen some new ends get into it over this. I actually think oh, Lord, yeah, I actually go. think this movie is got a lot of uh I guess political or racial or societal type of shit masked into this. Some blatant, some not so blatant. It 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 uh it tips its its hand a little bit when they literally have Catwoman say uh white white privilege men or something like that. The first time I saw the movie, when she says it, it kind of jumped out at me. I was like, oh okay, I see it. okay. But I didn't, rem- after seeing the movie, I didn't remember it was her that said it. I thought it was the mayor who said it. So the second time I'm watching it, I'm kind of paying more attention. And to me, here's what this movie is doing. It uses the Riddler's character initially. He's on his CRT, critical race theory type shit. To me, he is trying to expose, uh, I guess, the white patriarch system and how corrupt it was and all the shit that's going on at the same time that Batman who is Batman is the ally look at Batman as the ally type of person he thinks he's doing the right thing right he wants to go against the corruption but as the movie shows him through this critical race theory type shit that the Joker is uploading online or showing these videos he is a part of, he comes from that. He thought, Batman thinks his family was the utmost morally responsible and this great thing. But then he realizes that he is that privilege. He, his whole existence is from the privilege that his parents gave him and they were doing, they were doing wrong. And so he was shocked to learn that his dad and, and the Arkham's was doing all this foolishness and that he's from that to the point where they was killing people. 
And you know, here's so. And then again, like the the joke, uh, the Riddler. You said, you said it earlier, Joker. The Riddler is trying to expose this, but then the Riddler is also, I to me, used to be on some alt right type shit as well. So at the end, toward the movie, when they do the whole blow up and all that, to me, that was him on his January six. I'm gonna get all these people all over the country. My followers online, they also believe this shit that I'm saying, and we're gonna fucking take arms and bum rush the spot. And I also, to me, I also felt like that part of it, they was really scared or they was really against these black characters that was becoming the authority figures. You had the mayor, the black lady. She was going against the white dude. And again, the Riddler was talking, killed, literally killed the mayor, the, the original white mayor, because he felt like he was corrupt and he was a part of that corrupt establishment. It was kind of the, to me, it was almost like the, uh, the what, was it after or what they always be talking about after when the white boys they be tearing shit up in the streets, maybe you're supposed to be protesting after or something. I don't know the the movement. But it was the same the, the type of people that be out there screaming Black Lives Matter, but they be tearing shit up. You talking about Antifa? Antifa, there you go. Okay. It was like, you know, when I watched, I'm like, man, the white folks out there fighting. They tearing shit up. They fighting each other. Like Kyle and all them, they shooting themselves. And they're shooting themselves because they some of them are saying they're fighting on behalf of me. <laughs> but that's not none of my business. <laughs> And that's how I kind of saw Batman was sort of in that position. He was the ally realizing that shit. I'm fighting for Selena Kyle, Gordon, and this the black woman running for mayor. And I'm coming to grips that I'm actually fighting against my own people. Because some of my people are the establishment and I know that I come from it. So that's why he was like so shook. Ugh, I'm an ally, but I know I'm a part of the problem. And the Riddler, they had the Riddler playing both sides. He was CRT, but he's also on some, he was on that, he represented all right type shit on all them dudes doing this shit. And then I thought like what they was doing with Batman at the end, this is why I was kind of like side-eyeing the movie a little bit because after he was all about vengeance, right? They make a point right. to show you he was about vengeance and even the alt-right dudes, they felt that they was on some vengeance too. And so that woke him up to be like, oh. And, you know, he's, and then Selena Kyle, Catwoman, she's on her vengeance. She's on a, listen, I'm riding. Fuck what you talking about. I'm, I'm going to give him the same energy. I'm blasting too. Can I blast too? Because you out here on the streets beating ass. Can I get down? Why can't? And he's like, Nah, and when he starts to come, <laughs> when he starts to realize what he's doing, and he sees the common sense that that shit is corrupt. I am a part of that. I do come from that, and I acknowledge it. It's wrong, but so, then so, oh, go ahead, real quick. Go ahead. So what you're saying sounds like what I was saying on the Discord that white privilege even when it's working with us does not like a powerful black woman is that what you're saying mike 
A little bit of that is in there. Absolutely. <laughs> and so then when he realizes this, he realizes that, you know what? You don't want to have, you don't want to be vengeful. You don't want to kill them. You, you don't, you don't, you shouldn't kill them. Let them live another day and we can, you know, so he ends up going from being vengeance and they literally say he wants to be hope. And I kind of was like, eh, why can't we have this? Why can't we have, why can't Selena and the rest of them have the same energy you just spent doing? And I felt like they were trying to tell people like, Instead of being on some vengeance and by any means necessary, just be on some I have a dream. You know, so he becomes all of a sudden now he don't want to hurt nobody. And he certainly <laughs> don't want to have Selena and them get their justice. He just he did. He defines what their justice should be now. It shouldn't actually be vengeance. It shouldn't actually be payback. It should be now save him and let them live. And I was kind of like, eh. I, I, to me, I was like. Eh, I get what you're doing here, but I I was kind of calling some bullshit. Like, nah, man, this character's whole mo is about vengeance and revenge and cleaning the streets. But remember, but, so, so uh, why can't the people who were the victims get that same payback? But now remember, <clears throat> man, you 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 did some conspiracy. I brother, told you. Uh, <laughs> Shit, you conspiracy brothers. I'm on my Omar, nigga. He done started a church. <laughs> Passed the collection plate around a few dozen times. Damn. But now see, I'm the guy that comes into your church standing up in the pews with my Bible. You're looking at me cross-eyed, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this pastor? <laughs> Remember what uh Selena said to Batman at the end. Mm-hmm. She says, "Why are you? Why are you going to keep doing this shit? You knock one off, it's just, nothing's going to change. Another one's going to step up. That's I'm not agreeing with it or disagreeing with it, but I'm just saying what the writers. Oh, I, right. And wrote. who's writing this? That's my point. Well, okay, be that as it may, <laughs> there, there's some validity to it. That she says, she gets Batman to see. Well, you're right. Maybe my method is not going to work. It's just more people going to crop up. So maybe I need to be rather than vengeance." I need to be hope so that maybe that will permeate society and sure. I don't have to be vengeance. Now, is that bullshit? You, well, make a, you can make an argument. Well, well, I, would, all, I, I don't know if that's Batman, to be honest. Right. But see, my thing is to say, well, who's pushing that message? Of, of course, if I was Matt Reeves or who I assume is non-person of color who wrote this, absolutely I'm saying that, right? Because I've been in... I, I, my side been winning the whole time. <laughs> I'm I'm fearful that you would be on some. That's their whole thing is they fear that you would be on some vengeance. Even that's not really our M.O. So to me, that viewpoint coming from those writers, I expect them to say that because that's what they always do when the when the tables turn. And they re, to me, this movie shows the fears people have of non-white people <laughs> becoming the authority. Right. And how do they deal with that? Well, no, let's not fight now. But again, my thing is to say, I would think it'd be even more cooler or more on brand with the character. It was like, nah, get him off the paint. The same argument they always have about the Joker. Do you just allow the Joker to live after he keeps killing and killing and killing? How many other Robins going to die? Are you just going to keep Damn. saying we need Damn. to have, we got to have hope? <laughs> 
<laughs> see, it's different when it's on that shit. But when they flipped it to be this, oh no, no more. You know, so that's that's my point. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I I, w- I want to see let Jordan, what's his name, Jordan Peele or or Ryan Kluger. I, I can't wait till they get the reins to write one of these stories like this because it'll be a. Oh, oh, they think Lord. that's on based on some realism and shocking. I can't wait when you see the the people who've always been on the bottom get to, get to control the narrative of a character like this. They may not have him turn the other cheek all the time or all of a sudden he want to change and be hopeful. That's why I like the Ben Affleck character because the Ben Affleck Batman, I'm just tired of going back and forth with you niggas. Like, <laughs> we ain't doing all that. He was done. He's fed up. They done killed Robin. So hell with it. All of them got to die. Until we see a change, I'm taking them out. That's how he, when he saw Superman, he just didn't real. He was like, "Nah, man, he got to die because he don't. He gonna destroy the whole world." What are you talking about? Now he realizes that he was a, you know, he had his Martha moment or whatever, which a lot of people call bullshit on, right? Yes, but that's the same point. Like I said, if if you really felt like he was gonna destroy the world, maybe you have to take him out and spare. Now looking what happens in the rest of those movies, maybe you should have. Because obviously you know everybody's going to die in the long run in that Justice League world because the existence of him brings Dark Side and all this other foolishness. And, and the whole reason Flash has to keep going back in time to save everything because Superman doesn't want crazy. So to go back to the Batman conspiracy brother themes, that's the themes I saw in this movie. And, I, and like I said, I saw there's a couple of YouTubers. There's a cat named Ryan, uh, RK Outpost. And in his review, he stepped out of the theater and he goes into that. He's a white dude. And he felt like all the white people in this movie were seen as the villains and the blacks were seen as mostly the good guys. And he had a problem with that. I think he's racist in what he's saying. But when I watched the movie the second time, I said to myself, I do kind of see that. I know some of these new ends. I bet you they hit dog like a mug watching this because they probably feel like, are they talking about me? And I think the characterization of the Riddler, especially when he takes off that mask and you see what he really looked like. To me, he's that style, how they be carrying themselves and how he, his rage when he didn't, you know, when he was in jail, was like, uh, uh, like a little bitch. And I was like, that's how they be at home when they, when they losing and they know shit and they didn't get their way and they're going to get online and try to get the rest of the, we're going to shoot up and we're going to take over. You know, that's, that's, that's their shit. That's how they operate. And I was he like, this, come, this movie is that exact shit. Go ahead. He did come off like an incel. To me. There you go. See, that was, that to me, that's how they was. I just think Matt Reeves and them, Matt Reeves and them was low key clowning. And at the same time, his own sort of guilt, you know, yo, uh, yeah, we shall over. He was on his we shall overcome. You know, he wanted to make sure that, uh, yeah, Selena has to leave town. And, yeah, the black woman becomes the mayor, but she's not coming out talking about, we gotta, da-da-da-da. you know, and, and then commissioner. Again, all the black characters was kind of shown as the morally morally correct play she, people. She, was, she was on her warmongers that's what you're saying well no she really wasn't i think that she was strong and, and and she shouldn't she shouldn't be really but i mean i can see they feared her coming into power just like the pushback i think there's low-key pushback on on gordon 
from people in the force because he ain't he was morally he wasn't morally corrupt like they was and i think low-key he was that black dude like how dare you bring this but again batman being a white man is an unspoken thing i just think i think it's funny just the whole fact that okay this dude is a privilege i wish some character was would ask him well what gives you the right to even think that you can be over above the law and why i gotta listen to you well he like, never who, did who, do anything who, above the law well yes he did because he's he walking do? he's walking into crime scenes. <laughs> Even the, the police officer's like, what about the chain of command? What's this motherfucker doing? <laughs> well, that's not illegal, though. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. You can't walk into a crime scene. You'd be arrested for obstructing a crime no, that's scene. A, that's a, that that's is illegal. illegal, isn't it? They, they kid us all the time. Shut up. Well, that's my baby. Shut up. You want to be arrested for obstructing a blah, blah, blah? Well, now, this, nigga, this nigga in costume... <laughs> Walking in the crime scenes or murders investigations, but again, because that chin, I'm on my conspiracy brother deep there because because that chin <laughs> is white, he gonna get a pass, nigga. Let hold that on, chin had on. been black under that cow was a black man, you would have they would have cuffed his ass out the door. Like who is now, that nigga? Now if Big Sexy listen to this. I don't want him talking about I'm a race fader at all anymore on Discord because <laughs> Mike has gone off. <laughs> I, yeah, I said I'm on Conspiracy Brother. Absolutely. But I'm just saying, like, I, I wish there was a at some point in these stories, somebody would question him like, who the fuck are you? How you going <laughs> to get? Why I got to listen to you? How, what made what, who let you come out? Now, that's a theme in a lot of Batman stories. The police are on his ass. Let me be clear. That is on there. But I just watching this sort of realistic take in 2022, it's almost like the elephant in the room. It's like, yes, this ain't that realistic because if it was, this motherfucker wouldn't even be in here. It would, they were like, man, if you don't sit your dumb ass down somewhere or somebody would have popped his ass. But I, again, I say all that to say I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I actually think this movie is a masterpiece. After seeing it twice, and I can't wait to watch it again. There's so much going on in this, and the shots, and you know, it's a long movie. The story is like a, a comic arc in one movie. It's like a six issue arc in one movie. There's a lot going on. I thought it was really good. I think it holds up. You you even mentioned it. You you're thinking about it a week later. And kind of remembering well, things. I want to tell you, and I put this. Uh, I think I put it on the Discord. I can't remember. Yeah, I think I did put it in Discord. I wish they would have done this. Um, remember the scene where uh, Batman is bringing Falcone out, and the police are all there, and mm-hmm. they're about ready to arrest him, and the Riddler is uh, s- snipes Falcone from a window across the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Falcone falls, and then the camera goes on Batman's face and stays there for a good few seconds. I th- I swear to God, I thought they were going to do a, a tribute to New Jack City, and he was going to do a small, like a slow motion smile to hilarious, the camera, hilarious. like just <laughs> when Nino got shot. Right, right. I I would have died. I would have said that was the price of admission right there. <laughs> 
one one other thing I uh, pointed out, I, I didn't get any response on Discord. Um, did you notice it, it hit me this morning or uh, yesterday morning that the the theme, those two notes that uh, in the Batman, the Batman theme, mm-hmm. they're the exact same two notes in the Dark Knight, but just reversed. I didn't pick up on that. Mm-mm. I posted it up. Listen to uh, the Dark Knight theme. It go. It starts off. And in this one, it's. I'm like, oh, shit. Hmm. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Like, yeah, I think uh, Aunt Poos, how did he compare it to? I didn't catch that earlier. Can't remember. He said it was like something, and I could see that too. Uh, the music? Yeah, now I can't remember what he said. Well, you said it kind of like Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, has that. I come to find out that uh, Michael, whatever his last name is, he is a major fan of John Williams, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's clear. he's obviously influenced by that, but... Yeah, it's, I, I don't know if you listen to that soundtrack, but I, I've been listening to that soundtrack, and it's really good, man. Really good stuff. I, I applaud them. A lot of the DC movies have some exceptional soundtrack work where it's where you can you notice the music. It's not just some background, you know, type of stuff. Like they have this, you know, they to me they're doing the closest they can to John Williams, and what I mean by that in terms of they actually will make very recognizable themes that can kind of stand on their own, you know, uh, like, of course, the Wonder Woman uh, theme. We haven't had a theme like that since John Williams, in my opinion, where you could recognize, oh, okay. Um, or the Superman theme, uh, some of the Batman stuff. Uh, and I, I would imagine most of these guys are studied under John Williams, you know. That's funny you say that because I, I seem like I remember maybe in the 90s or the early 2000s liking Hans Zimmer. I'm mm. not a fan anymore, but I would say his main thing for Man of Steel, I Stop. thought that was I thought that was a worthy successor to John Williams' more bright and cheery, mm-hmm. thing, which is one which is still my favorite main thing of anything. Um, I thought yeah. that was a worthy successor to that. Yeah, man. I know you're not a fan necessarily, but I've listened to his albums extensively. Uh, he's got special edition versions of Man and Steel and BVS. <sighs> Some dope stuff, man. Dope stuff. The only other, I think the only memorable superhero themes that I can remember, aside from, uh, if I can do it right, Jen, 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 Jen. I'm trying to do the Avengers theme. That's the only oh. one I, I can kind of remember from their movies. Uh, da, 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 is that Captain America? No. That's the Avengers. That's what I was trying to do. Or they have, you know, the one, I, maybe I'm just, I can say I'm probably doing it wrong, but that's the yeah, only theme I can remember from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Avengers. Okay, yeah. It's another theme of, then he built, it's part of the same. Okay. The same uh, cue, I think. Yeah. The on, uh, 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 well, I, I, I'm, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot, but I was going to say, 
I seem to recall Black Panther has a theme. I just don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, it does. Not you say that. I yeah. I don't think it's it's good, but yeah, it does have one. Uh, but no, yeah. you're right. Uh, that none of them see, and I I I think it's because, and I kind of put this on Hans Zimmer a little bit. To me, Hans Zimmer, when he scores a superhero film. He doesn't give, except for Superman, the Man of Steel. That's the only one I can think of. There's no main themes to any of it. Most of his music is. I would uh, disagree. Listen to the albums. They, 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 okay. they have, yeah, characters have their themes, songs, and stuff. Oh yeah, the fight right, well. theme is excellent from Superman, which they use that in some of the other movies. Um, but yeah, like I said, most of the. Most of them, they have definitely always have some good, good theme stuff, and that's I think that's just as important of the movies, man, is the music, obviously. Like, but that's my mm-hmm. point. I, you you think of Star Wars? Mm-hmm. When I hear certain music, I know that's Luke. When I hear certain music, I know that's Han. When I hear certain music, I know that's C three PO. When I hear certain music, I know there's a there's a love theme going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Raiders of the Lost Ark. When I hear certain music, dun 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 dun, I think I know it's Indiana Jones. You don't get that nowadays because it's all about the fucking moody bed music. That's all it is. Right. But as I said, I would say, though, that the Hans Zimmer stuff, he does have all of that. Again, if you're not watching the movies enough or listen to those albums, it will just sound like one continuum. <laughs> I can see how you say that. But after, well, actually, I said that originally. But once I finally started listening to it, I was like, oh, OK. These albums, and I've listened to, you know, I have the Avengers stuff as well. But they sound like just kind of like background type stuff um, and there is a I, but I think that's by Marvel's design personally too I think they're so focused on what you see well, actually, I, I think they do box. play that Avengers theme they, they they know that that is a powerful one and they'll play that well I, I take it back now I actually uh, Wonder Woman she's the only other character I think of that has specific theme music that intro- for her character well that's, that's the first one I said earlier yeah so yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's that was Hans Zimmer. But anyway, uh, the Batman definitely a must-watch to go check it out for yourself. I think it's a movie that is worthy of repeated views, probably in chunks. I, I know something I want to bring out. <coughs> and we'll wrap it up. You after and I that. used to say what I said, and after that we'll wrap it up. Go ahead. You and I used to bitch about this maybe ten years ago. Was the ten year? Around the time Dark Phoenix came out. And I was going at it with another member of uh, Discord. I am sick and tired of people telling me, well, you got to wait till the next movie. You gotta, he's still learning. I don't want to hear that shit anymore. That was one of the reasons I did not like Bruce Wayne. And that was one of those, I'm going to say, excuses that I've been hearing why this Bruce is so brooding and doesn't talk like a human being should be able to talk. Mm-hmm. And even when the mayor, who was the black woman, I think it was the black woman that came up to him at the uh, funeral, mm-hmm. she says, oh, Mr. Wayne, it's nice to meet you. You know, there's so much you could be doing helping the community. He, he looks at her like, bitch, back up. Well, no, I'm, not, I'm not ready for this. I'm like, and well, that's because he's still getting used to being Bruce Wayne. What? He's been Batman right. for two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and we, you and I complained about that with the X-Men. It wasn't until the end of, was it Dark Phoenix, that we finally saw them. 
Now these are the, this is since X Men First Class, not the uh, Brian Singer X Men movies. We finally see them at the end of the last movie in the danger room in the costumes. Mm-hmm. And I remember, why do you all make me wait? Stop this bullshit where you're just trying to pimp us out for more money. Set the shit up in the first film. They were able to do that all through the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I saw Superman 1977. They built Superman up from being a boy in a rocket to the Superman we know and love in one movie. Mm -hmm. I'm so sick of these millennials telling me this bullshit. You gotta wait. I, I will say this to what you said, though. I think, though, like, and to go back to that Superman example, you know, at, we got it also in the context, though, there weren't no franchises back then like that. Like, they didn't Superman go into... Was a franchise? What are you talking about? No, I'm saying like they are now. And I meant to say, when they made that necessarily, they're sort of concurrently filming it with uh, the Superman 2, I think, a little bit. Okay. But there was no precedent to think that you uh, are going to have another movie to flesh these characters out. Like you said, all the stories were self-contained into one sort of type of movie. But I think we live in a world now because this is a business. <laughs> Mike, what about the Godfather trilogy? Right, well, yeah, but that movie doesn't exist in that either, though. That was a different time. Right. When you they made, I, I don't know, you can correct me. When they made the first Godfather, did they know they were making another one? I'm not sure why it matters. Well, I'm trying to tell you why it matters. Okay. I'm saying why it matters today. I'm just saying in terms of the way the business, when they create these movies, they're looking at it probably from a pure business standpoint. And right. and for them, that changes the traje- trajectory of how the story goes. So, yeah, they are going to give a little bit in this movie because, like you said, they're going to dole it out because they want you to come and see the next one. And they know that going into it, which is which makes the stories being told, told differently. They're on an episodic mindset and a, and a money turn mindset. So they're not going to give you all of, they're not going to give you all of it in this first one. Cause they know they're going to show that in the next one, which changes how they tell these stories for better or for worse. Yeah. You know, I, I would think like the first star Wars some people might look at that and be like, that was cool, but how come I can't see Luke, the, the light, you know, the, the Luke, the uh, Jedi Knight, how he's totally different? Why do they got to wait and watch this whole movie? Back then, we didn't think like that. We had but no see, idea. On, but, right? but see, that's a, I, I want to say that's a bad example because Star Wars at the time wasn't based on anything. Right. We, that's if, true. If, if, if they had only done Star Wars... And that was it. I'm talking about you're you're absolutely right. Let me be clear what you're saying. I'm trying to say I was I kind of meant to say if somebody's looking at it now. Like looking at it now, it's based on Star Wars, right? It's onto itself. And I could imagine if you were watching the first movie, you've probably have heard of this other Luke Skywalker type of person. He's not that in that movie. But you know that you can watch the other ones and they're and you're so used to watching episodic content at this point that is the norm so you don't necessarily get it up front anymore and i think that movies like this batman and all these other movies we've seen are almost following the same flow matter in these comic books where you don't get all of it in the first issue either 
So it's all all content now is episodic, whether it's drama TV shows, these movies, for the most part, unless it's a stand one and done standalone. So I think when you so you're not seeing the Bruce Wayne that you want to see in this first one. I'm pretty sure he will be that in the next one. Now, for you, that's some bullshit. And I can totally agree with you. But I know that's what I understand what, you know, this is the world we live in now. They're not going to give us all of that up front. The same way I complained, I think I remember complaining about Man of Steel when that came out. You know, it's like, man, he's just, you can tell he's just about to be Superman and the movie's over. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> now seeing all that trilogy together, I have no problem with it because it's a continual story. I see that Superman later. But I can see how that was a problem for me originally when I watched that movie. Now I love that movie because I love that it is just based off of what it's based off and we see him progress. I wish they would have gave the Batman character that sort of run. They give him a minor one. He's not the same character in Justice League than he is in BBS. He's drastically different. But I understand. Okay. So I, I, I agree with your point, but I'm just saying I think we live in a time now where that's just, unfortunately, that's the norm, man. Like, you know, the way they tell these stories, they, they, you drag them all out. And I think that's a, it's a good problem and it's also a bad problem you know you, sometimes you can blame marvel for that like it's so successful to drag it out like that well marvel hasn't done that though it's, it's a byproduct of it I didn't see. iron man 2008 <laughs> right they gave us uh the origin of tony stark and by the end of that movie he was fully iron man i didn't have to wait oh well, he's still the absolute the silver in, in the silver suit and then uh, now in iron man 2 we're gonna see him in the golden and re- oh no not yet okay iron man 3 is it going to be in the golden red suit? Right. They didn't do that shit. I, I didn't say they did. I'm saying it's a byproduct of that, though. Because of the success of things like that, people are going to f- f- spread out their stories. That's just the way it is. To me, it'd be like when I saw Captain America in the first movie. Though you do get Captain America in that, it's not the same Captain America that when I see the second movie, I'm like, that that's Captain America. You know, it was like, First Avenger, and then when he got into, uh, he was in Avengers next. To me, that's when I was like, that's the character I was wanting to see. I didn't yeah, see it was- in his first movie, but now they got it in this one. And of course, as he continues on, he gets even more badass and badass. You know what I mean? His character continues to get better and better. But if I went just by his first movie, it's kind of trashed him. Yeah, I, I don't, I was, I, that was bullshit that they said that in the 40s. I didn't need to see all that. Right, but you're right. They could have done business. all that shit. <laughs> they they, they could have done all that shit in the '40s, before the credits hit, and then put them in modern day. Let's get it popping. Right, yeah. Well, they had to get their money, and they well, were right, they, I guess, because they worked. Long as they, long as we understand that they are pimping us. Oh, of course, it's a business. This ain't about. <laughs> it's it's not about the arts and. You know, it's lucky that, like I said, when you see a movie like The Batman and, you know, I throw Joker or Logan, some, it's lucky that we get these artistic cats that get in a position to, and they're allowed to flex. But I'm sure for the most part, they would rather just churn out popcorn excitement and get as much money as possible. And the movie would just be an hour and 30 minutes or something like that. But, you know, so I, I, I'm glad that they let them. There is an avenue for you can go deeper if you you know you like to. I don't know if this would be a billion dollars. I, I can only hope for them. I, I don't personally give a fuck either way. But 
It was a good movie. Any last thoughts on you? Uh, I wonder if there's going to be a sequel. Oh, I'm sure there would be. There's probably going to be a whole trilogy of movies. Series. And I think Robert Patton... At the end of the day, let me ask you this and we'll end it on that. All of the complaints that people had when they first heard of Robin... Robert Patterson. Pattinson. Pattinson. Do you think he delivered? He delivered as the Batman. Yes. I said that. All right. Yeah, I I think he knocked it out of the park, man. Like, which goes to show, uh, let's just let the casting directors be the casting directors. I I will say I had to, I like the fact that his voice wasn't altered like it was with Christian Bale and Mm -hmm. Ben Affleck. Yeah. But I had to get used to that little high lily white, college east coast prep school voice that he had <laughs> so, so specific I, I i didn't pick up on any of that but okay would you say uh, it was lily white east, he, east he, had coast? To, he, he spoke like someone who <laughs> just got it got is a sophomore in college pledging, pledging a frat hilarious batman's supposed to have a deep that's a like like kevin Hart said say it with your chest nick oh, <laughs> you know Lord. He, but I got used to it. It got better as the movie went along. But when he first started talking, I was like, oh, Lord. Hilarious. <laughs> Why are you bothering me? Why? Wow. That's <laughs> how he sounds. Maybe the system was, the sound system was a little fine. I don't remember that part. <laughs> <laughs> that's, some, that's some old head Eddie Murphy shit that's uh, politically incorrect now. Hilarious. But still funny. Here we go. All right, well, man, whew, this is gonna be. I think we may have to do it. This will be a two part because we went long and the other one was long too. So there you go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what did you think of the Batman? Was Conspiracy Brother way off base? Is there any there sort go. of thing in there you see? And then also too, you know, the, and I mentioned this originally when I saw it, the boots, Batman's boots. That was them Jack boots. This motherfucker going mm-hmm. off on some boots. Mm-hmm. Damn. Off, them all right. Boots. <laughs> Nazi uh, boots. Doc Martin. <laughs> yeah, that was that. That's what. See, I, and again, that's just my lens of where I come. Because I'm like, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, shit. Here come them boys. <laughs> I don't know. So when they, because I don't know what's coming, but that just sounds that trigger you. So that to me, that's what I, I was like. Oh shit! And I was, oh, that's Batman. But I was like, okay. That's the T. That's the T Rex coming, man. Yeah, that's like oh. That, what, what's that song? Walking is it talking? Walking in my big black boots. What song is that? Oh, uh, isn't that? Uh, that's like uh, Gorillas in the Mist or something like that. Ice Public Cube. In the mi- Public in the Mist. Oh no, no, that's uh, X Clan, isn't it? Walking in my know. big black boots. Something. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right, we we up out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, work it like a job. We'll see you next time, peace.